Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of House of House. I'm Lenny Burnham. And I'm Andrew Taven. And today's episode is uh, season four episode. No. <laughs> sorry, season two, episode four. No, we jumped <laughs> way ahead. We were like, screw this. Let's get this done. Season two, episode four, uh, and this is TB or not TB. This is when uh, a guest star who I swear I've seen a bunch of stuff and Lenny probably knows what I've seen him in um, was a uh, doctor. He's really famous. He's got uh, he, he does he treats kids in Africa who have TB and he finds out he has TB, but he doesn't want them to treat it. He wants to make a big thing of it and house suspects he has something else wrong and also hates him because he's uh performatively um charitable and we're off to the races and our guest on this episode is jack o'keefe playwright and sometimes media critic uh hey jack hello uh so tell me uh how how much house have you watched before this so house was definitely like uh I, i was in middle school i think when culture reached peak house and I had, like, hopped in for, like, an episode or two, but I think the one I watched was, like, very gross. Like, someone's eye popped out of their head, and I was like, I'm good. <laughs> but I feel like I got, I, I was, at the time, watching a lot of Scrubs, a lot of Monk, and a lot of James Spader and Boston Legal. So I feel like through those elements, I kind mm. of did watch House. <laughs> I just didn't watch the plot yeah. lines that any House fans are actually familiar with. Yeah. You watch House the same way uh, they created 3D stereoscopic yeah. images. Yeah, it was a, de- a deconstructed house. When you overlay them. Another. When you put them all together. Yeah. Another important question. What was your background with Ron Livingston before watching this episode? Uh, just that, I mean, very much he's a guy that pops up and stuff. And I'm al- I've always <laughs> been happy to see. And he's always like, I like when Ron Livingston pops up in something because like, Typically, there's always, like, another thing going on. He's one of those guests. He's a lot like when Ann Dowd pops up in something. It's like, I, as a viewer, know to distrust whatever's going on there. (laughs) Yeah, that's, uh... What? Okay, so wait. What else? Office Space is the big thing. Office Space. Yeah. That's, okay. And he also was Burger on Sex and the City. Mm-hmm. Okay. I haven't actually seen Office Space, but oh, wow. I'm like, oh, yeah, the yeah. guy from Office yeah. Space. I recognize And that. he's also Charlie um, Kaufman's agent in adaptation. Mm-hmm. He is uh, mm, okay. a, a crucial part of at least the first season of Search Party. Is that... Oh, yep. he's the, the detective. Yep. The private Eye. That's... Yeah. I okay. watch all of Search Party, so yes. All right. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah. Well, he, uh, he's got a lot to do in this one. Um, they use him well, you know. It feels like a good, uh, they, they, they were waiting for the right role to pull in Ron Livingston. <laughs> and they got it. Um, this one, it starts off, uh, with the most non-white characters that have been in a House episode so far. Because uh, Ron Livingston, Dr. Livingston, I presume, <laughs> mm, uh, is touching down in, I don't think no, they, they don't. ever, I no. tried to look at the Wikipedia page, or the wiki to see if uh, it would specify, and it doesn't seem to. The captions just say foreign language, <laughs> um, 
He talks about the city of Johnny, but I looked that up, and there doesn't seem to be a and city of Johnny. And it looks like he lands in the most African part of California. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like uh, the African nation that um, was set up on a studio mm-hmm. backlot was founded by uh, Hollywood producers who were looking for locations. Um, he... It's, he go he lands, he's just, you know, oh, great, the doctor's back. He's the one doctor who comes to visit them and, you know, uh, treat them. And he has Hershey bars, which he's handing out. He says, like, oh, I got some medicine in from Hershey, Pennsylvania. A joke they probably don't appreciate. Not because they couldn't, but the cultural context surrounding it. Also, isn't really a joke. Of. I don't know why he mentions Pennsylvania. Like, I know it, it is Hershey, Pennsylvania, but why do you, why because, why does that come into it? Yeah, these people don't probably don't. Who cares about Pennsylvania well, outside like, of the United States? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's saying like, I got something from Hershey, mm-hmm. Pennsylvania, and they were like, Oh, is it medicine from like Zymacorp? <laughs> The well-known <laughs> pharmaceutical manufacturer located in Western Pennsylvania, and he's like, "Uh, no, it's candy bars." And they're like, "Why are you patronizing? Us? You think we aren't familiar with the industries of the brother or the uh, steel man? What's Pennsylvania called? First off, uh, sorry, I didn't know you guys knew about the state of Pennsylvania. Well, actually, sir, it's a commonwealth. <laughs> fair, Please stop fair. patronizing us. Just because we're African villagers doesn't mean we aren't familiar with the details of." Uh, state level american history and industry um the uh yeah so he's like got medicine from hershey mm-hmm. pennsylvania and it's chocolate bars which i think if your body was not used to processing the amount of sugar oh, yeah. found in a hershey bar that would just send you also like that would kill you i can't imagine and like is... they're famously the worst mass market chocolate bars in the world as someone who like loves hershey and like it, it lives in pennsylvania went to hershey park a bunch they're bad bars like if a, yeah. a doctor could show up their doctor bars, could show up Brent. with no medicine and like some lint truffles and they'd be okay evens out yeah i was gonna say they have they were like uh you know the british doctor brought <laughs> and it's so much better we can't stop talking about it on twitter yes we use twitter <laughs> We have one computer that we all take turns tweeting from about how much better British chocolate is. Um, that, uh, that reminds me. Sorry. That just va- vaguely reminded me of the weirdest story of the 2020 primary. Um, a primary that might as well mm-hmm. have not happened in retrospect, but whatever. Um, where there was one Nigerian guy who constantly tweeted about Pete oh, Judge. Yeah. And he was like, I'm Pete Judge's biggest fan of Nigeria. And everyone was like, you're fake. <laughs> this isn't real. And then the campaign, his, like, chief, his, you know. Oh, that's right. Um, yeah. Campaign chief was like, aha, but I have an interview of me talking to the guy. And it's like, look, I guess it's possible there are weirdos anywhere. But it's not even like. That's not even like a slam on Buja. Like whatever. People, I think people got very worked up during the primary, understandably, because there could only be one person. Whereas now it's like, I don't know, he's mm-hmm. whatever. He's a, such a whatever of a guy to me that I can't become particularly upset either way. But I can't imagine like a Nigerian person settling in like the same way that like weird far right 
uh, American arch conservatives are obsessed with like Victor Orban. <laughs> right. There's just some Nigerian guy who's like, you know what my city could really use? The municipal policies of South Bend, Indiana. <laughs> I finally found my champion. If only we had a Pete Buddha judge here. I I I, I like I I I believe that a guy existed who was in mm -hmm. that video. I don't know if I believe that this was all a natural. It sounds more curse. like someone just wanted to be the number one of something in Nigeria, and he figured the lowest competition maybe. was for Pete Buttigieg fan. <laughs> yeah, maybe there are more Pete Buttigieg fans per capita in Nigeria than in the United States. Um, yeah, so he goes. He's he, unfortunately Pete Buttigieg's biggest fan has uh, collapsed um because his his lung like collapsed and then it like he goes to treat him but it zooms out plays with our expectations and he's giving a presentation to this pharmaceutical company and he's like it costs more to treat this than it does to give them the medicine that would prevent it it's not quite clear because the whole thing is he'll end up going on this crusade to try and get this pharmaceutical company to too blank. I'm not quite sure what the blank is. If it's he wants them to make I think like they're sending, all their medicine. Free. I think they're sending a lot of medicine, and he just wants them to send more. Like he mm -hmm. wants them to say, he wants them to double it. It's not totally clear. Like I don't disagree with right. his cause. Like because I I fully think that no one should be denied medical treatment uh, due to lack of means, but um, only if they're vibes <laughs> a vibes based system. Um, so I, I agree with the thing, but it is sort of, he's just like, you know, hey, you got in. He's like talking to like one of the executives. He's like, I noticed you drove mm -hmm. in a new car. It's also a very funny line because he's like, German made, right? That must have been a lot of red tape. And I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Lots of Volkswagen's people drive. everywhere. Like, yeah, they tend to be more expensive. <laughs> yeah, but a lot of people drive. I could I could be, out, I could be like outside for 20 cars. minutes and find a car that is Nazi related. Like, it's so easy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is weird. Did he hit his head there and was like, thought, thinks it's during World War II? And he's like, oh, well, look, I don't judge. But, you know, you're drinking Fanta and driving Volkswagens. How exactly are you getting this? Um, yeah, he's like, you're driving this fancy car. You, you're you giving 10,000 pills. You could clearly drive a less fancy car and give, I guess, uh, 15,000 pills. I don't like I, I it's I guess he, he's not like, oh, they should because then later he'll be like, Oh, it costs this much per pill, and they could be saving me and all these African kids, mm -hmm. but they're not. And I'm like, does he want it to be free? Because like, cool, right. yeah, I think it's. But like, they're not gonna do like, that. I think this character and like the episode in general definitely aren't thinking about like political upheaval, right. uh, like they probably should be. It's just like literally like, how do we get them to send as many pills as possible out of charity? Which is yeah. Sure. Which yeah. Great. You know, send more pills. Um, I mean, if he's trying to decommodify it mm -hmm. in general, awesome. Saying, that's in, not going to work. He's not going to Unless there's an episode that is just House meets a socialist, I feel like this is the closest we get to that concept. Yeah, it's fair. It's that's definitely a, like a, a, an episode that like doesn't go far enough in a lot of ways. Like, mm -hmm. I think it's a huge kind of cop out oh, to yeah. do this, like with uh, to make this about Africa at all. Because I feel like there's the subtext sort of is like it's a good it's too bad that those africans don't live in america where you can get all your health care and yeah. it's like that's <laughs> they didn't look into this yeah he also because he's also like wow look 
these this costs them like because at one point when he has tb and he's like deciding mm-hmm. to make his stand because he's like wow i get this medicine like you know these cost like ten thousand dollars a year for these doses and uh you know i just get them here and it's like well because you have clearly very yeah. good insurance mm. and these sponsors and stuff like it is a little like good like yes obviously overall people in you know it, it is a little silly sometimes i think you'll see people like on twitter who i share a lot of priors with but who will sort of be like you know oh uh people in america have it even worse than people in like the developing world it's like "Eh." or they'll be like you know wow we have in even worse lives than like medieval peasants and it's like "Eh." i feel like no no it's still really bad and like it is a little odd though that he's sort of saying that and it's like probably some people in america can't yeah afford it's this definitely course of like treatment. not exactly acknowledge that it's like only because he's like this pretty like rich dude it, it would have been funny if like when he was talking about how much the pills cost and was like wow you just gave them to me cameron would be like i mean your bill's coming next month like <laughs> right yeah well we we built your insurance <laughs> actually i'm not just giving these to you i mean he does so he does say um because they they do have uh, the line where I that I do kind of like because House just reuses it nonsensically. Where at one point he's like, um, House is like, "You're not special," and he's like, mm-hmm. "I know, but other people think I am, and I would be a selfish jerk not to use that." And then later House, well, we'll, we'll get to mm-hmm. that because we'll get back to that because I feel like we gotta establish. Um, it's also that you got a real, uh, but doctor, I am Pagliacci moment <laughs> when uh, he's giving this presentation and he collapses and like the executives all surround him and they go, is there a doctor? <laughs> is anyone here a doctor? Which, uh, yeah, the equivalent of if like a clown was doing a performance then became like suicidally depressed <laughs> and they were grabbing him like, are there any clowns Pagliacci? And he's like, I'm the clown Pagliacci. And they're like, no. Um... That's, a, that's one of my favorite formats some people had. Um, the trick is, Pagliacci was the mom. <laughs> that's the solution to the riddle. It said, doctor, I can't perform for this child and make him uh, happy again. He's my son. How is that possible? Pagliacci <laughs> is the mother. Um, yeah, so very ironic. Uh the doctor, the very man who could help a person collapsing is the mm-hmm. one who collapsed. That's dramatic irony for you. Um, he, I think this is the first episode we have where House has to... No, he doesn't treat Chase's dad, does he? He's just aware that Chase's dad has cancer, right? Um, or does he treat him? I, I, think, I, I think Chase's dad came to him for, like, advice. Uh, yeah. I think it was probably i think it was some of that was like billable hours i think yeah i want to say i think this is the first time we've seen house treat another doctor unless you want to count like him treating himself mm-hmm. in the flashback to some degree um yeah uh, you will be surprised to learn house is not a fan of the selfless uh, guy who flies this, to africa and um like a thing that happened 
happens so much in house and I should just accept it as a big part of the show, but it always annoys me is when like people immediately start being like, Hey house, what's your personal reason for hating this guy I, with like almost no prompting. And it's like, he didn't do anything yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, like, uh, yeah. and in this episode, so Ron Livingston is just like sitting in the differential room, like butting in. And it was like, yeah, of course house should be like, that's not appropriate <laughs> patient behavior. Yeah. Also while he at least is himself convinced he mm-hmm. has TB, yeah. which is contagious. I mean, they have some line later where Cuddy's like, oh, the lung scan showed it's not contagious anymore or whatever. But like, I don't know, early on, he shouldn't just be gallivanting around the hospital. He's just like, ah, oh, I have to take a call. I need to spit in some jello. I'm just, I have TB and I'm having a party. Um, but he's like, yeah, House, House has an argument with him where House is, it is interesting because I think house will sometimes strike on sort of interesting ethical or moral dilemmas his whole thing of like when the guy's like oh uh you know people this many people die of tb every minute and house is like well if you just slept this much time less you'd save that many lives it's like all right i fucking hate that argument of like yes there are numbers and you have to draw a number line somewhere and it's stupid it's like the thing when people are like if uh you know well, if a 20% corporate tax rate is good, why not 100%? It's like, first off, maybe. Second <laughs> off, because, like, those are numbers and they mean yeah, something. So, I, like, go ahead. It's... Oh, uh, I was just going to say, like, I feel like the ethical dilemma they're kind of getting at of being like, okay, we can all agree it's good to, like, give to charity, but, like, where does it stop? Should you give away, like, all your money? And, like, I think that, like, is interesting, but I feel like they skip so many steps when House starts being like, if you stop sleeping, or it's like, what's the argument here? But also, sleep wasn't part of it. No one said anything about sleeping. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he doesn't. He wasn't like, yeah. while you sleep, so-and-so people die. He, House, House was a person who tried to grab the argument and wrestle it into his own form, which, like, is, like, that's his thing. That's what he does. But still... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it felt like an awkward, like, recut of yeah. the scene. Like, they were copy and pasting stuff because, like, I felt like what should have happened was he should have been like, I need to get back to work because, like, people will die if I'm not there right. in Africa doing this stuff. And then House would be like, oh, do you never sleep? But, like, that doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, there's just a weird thing, I think, sometimes when people try and argue against that sort of moral... Beneficence, man. Someone had a tweet. I'm sorry, dude. Someone had a tweet that annoyed me, where they said something like, "If you're a moral utilitarian, if you actually are a moral utilitarian who like believed in that, how could you justify not like selling mm-hmm. everything you own and donating it to whatever?" It's like because that would make a few people somewhat marginally happy, and it'd probably immiserate me. And like, I don't know. On some level, because I think it's good for people to do more of that, but just even if that would be a better thing for me to do the fact that i'm not Mm -hmm. doesn't mean that like i'm wrong to be aware that it's better to devote more of your life to helping people it's a very weird thing this notion that like oh if you want to do anything to do everything then you need to do everything or else you're a hypocrite to which i kind of say i i think hypocrisy has got to be the most overrated uh charge you can levy against someone because it's mm-hmm. like oh you're a hypocrite oh you mean they do good things at least part well, of the I time have, 
instead if, of if, not if at you all. Don't like right. people calling out hypocrisy. Have I got bad news for you about the show you're doing a podcast about? And most <laughs> television in the 2000s. That was like the main genre. Yeah. Was just sicking a cynic at a hypocrite. Well, I mean, that was, yeah. I mean, that's the whole thing where it's like, it's just like, instead of pointing out hypocrisy, explain what's mm-hmm. good and bad. <laughs> like, which one is good and which is bad or is neither bad. Like, it's good if someone who does bad things sometimes contradicts themselves by doing good things. It's better than them only doing bad things. Yeah, I think the, the um, character they used for this was interesting because I think, like, a lot of nonprofit people are just, like, absolutely full of shit. Right. And you could easily have, yeah. like, a CEO who's, like, getting point. rich and stuff in that position, which would be interesting. This guy, I keep being like, he seems pretty legit. Yeah. I think House should give him a break. Yeah. He's pretty cool. Yeah, he's not, he's not, other than the Hershey thing, right. joking about Hershey, he's not particularly, like, patronizing as far as we can tell. He's not saying, like, oh, well, we need to, you know, uh, we they don't understand mm-hmm. how to do this, or we, like, you know, they, are, they aren't developed enough to, like, like, he doesn't seem to be, um, like, condescending to them at all. Like, it just seems like he's yeah. fine. He gen- I don't think he does anything. Like, I mean, he's a little horny. He's, like, the only <laughs> horny character we've seen so far in the entire series. Um, which, maybe that's why House yeah. gets him. Because House is trying to be like, oh, I could nail... I've nailed more Swedish <laughs> babes. Just House coming in, con- continuing to barely disguise his asexuality <laughs> um, and his attempts to protest. He's the- This is the guy who's, like... Smoldering on yes. Japan. Like, this is one of the few where. I wrote, <laughs> and it, it's tough. Yeah. I wrote in my notes for the shipping report that it is insane <laughs> seeing Cameron, like, actually be horny for, like, the first and maybe only time. Like, as soon as you see her with Ron Livingston, you're like, oh, that's what it's like when she's actually attracted to someone. I don't know what was going on with her in house, but it's not this. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like after she's just been playing tennis against the wall <laughs> every day, and now she finally has a partner. And you're like, you're like, I don't know. They could also at one point, because, yeah, they're flirting. That's a whole running thing is that Cameron thinks he's absolutely the best. Um, You know, part of it they try and say is about her, like, weird thing where she only wants to get with people who are dying. That's 100% what it is. The more he is dying, the more she is taking off her panties. It's so fucking good. Yeah. Um, but she, uh, she's like, you know, oh, we gotta do a stress test. We have to do a dick, uh, <laughs> grab. We have to, uh, sorry. What was that last one? Stress test. Um, but like they abs, like at one point, like Chase is saying to her, like, what do you think you're going to date him or something? And it's like, Chase, you were the one making out with a little girl <laughs> patient. Maybe don't try and bring your judgmentalness here. Honestly. I think they, she should have, I mean, I guess it would have been too much for our uh, 2005 or whatever sentimentality. I think they should have <laughs> fucked. They just should have, they should at one point, people have, they've had people do much more horrible violations of mm-hmm. hospital. Uh, I mean, honestly, if I was Cameron and I got in trouble for fucking that patient, I'd be like, oh, so we can like <laughs> strangle our patients, but not fuck them. Because house, yeah, you know, causes, they probably just yeah. like 
were not prepared for how much chemistry Cameron and Ron Livingston had because usually when two characters flirt on this show, it's like deeply weird and gross. And they probably like saw Cameron and Ron Livingston actually seem like they want to fuck each other. Mm -hmm. And we're just like watching the takes, like, what do we do? Should we edit this out? <laughs> yeah. How do we fix this? Okay? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so he's he thinks he has TB, whatever. Um, he's wandering around the hospital. I thought this was going to be a symptom of something, but I guess it wasn't. When he first walks outside the room and he's, like, wandering the wrong way and they're like, oh, mm -hmm. that way. But I guess it's supposed to be, like, he's not used to a hospital with or, hallways. I think commenting on just, like, how confident he is that he's, like, taking the lead when it's like, you haven't been mm -hmm. to this hospital before. Yeah, yeah, you don't know where you're going. He's like, they're like, he's like calling and like, send more medicine to, to Africa, take more uh, helicopters to bring the medicine, whatever. He's having his like charity phone calls. And uh, they're like, you have to give us your phone. And I was like, why? I don't think, is that a rule? I asked Liz, she's like, I don't, I mean, maybe it was back then before There's everyone a lot of had a rules cell phone. established I that I don't fully know about. And again, this might just be my lack of like, you know literacy in medical is it like is there a law that says doctors can't date patients that feels like an airbud type rule yeah because it feels like wow. like he's gonna get diagnosed and then they're just two people yeah. after that right like this isn't like a prisoner like, like I, it's not like an ongoing like therapy and like there's not thing. a power dynamic this is this is this is just capitalism this is transactional um I could ask Liz. I doubt. I mean, she's a psychiatrist, so it's yes, probably yes. different in that instance. But yeah, but I feel um, like yeah, with a like someone, a, a diagnostician, which isn't real anyway. Uh, he's just like soon gonna be like, great, we're done. Yeah. So like, you can do whatever you want at that point. <laughs> yeah. I, I. I. My suspicion is it shouldn't matter mm -hmm. once it's over. Yeah. Like, um, it's seems like it should be fine but yeah I but know. i guess like um, in the weird house situation it's like i don't know i might be called upon to operate on you for some reason even though i'm not a surgeon. yeah that's yeah <laughs> um yeah a lot of the time um, this sort of feels like the hospital feels like a like boarding school that people just mm -hmm. like have to stay at yeah. or something because like like in this one he was like refusing tests and treatment i kept being like shouldn't they tell him to like go like why does he get a hospital bed for this yeah well so at one point i did ask liz about this because the whole thing is he's like oh i do have tb and i'm going to refuse the medicine because this medicine's so expensive and the average person can't afford or the the average person the african you know an african person i realized as we were talking about that earlier like americans i think it's probably the case that you just wouldn't most americans aren't gonna get at least mm -hmm. this form of tb because they're not you know they're in a place where it's been mostly eradicated um but yeah, it is a bit of a, like, an odd um, thing to to have that judgment, have him sort of uh, coming down that way about it. The, um, I you could tell I was trying to remember what I was going for, and then I was just like, yeah, you know, the thing that happens uh, was certainly something. I mean, if we're getting um, to that scene, I think that's definitely the best part of the episode. Um, when yeah, we have a couple of things if we want to. We have they do the mm -hmm. tilt table where they put him where, how, where yeah, House and Foreman have a bet, and House is like, uh, "This tilt table will work," and Foreman's like, "Tilt table never works." Which this thing looks like it probably costs fifty thousand dollars or more, knowing like what 
hospital mm-hmm. machinery costs and it just makes you go like yeah it's vroom, just the vroom, worst vroom. carnival ride and i'm like yeah yeah just sell that shit if that's just not making the, the money sell that to the carnival, yeah. the jersey carnival yeah yeah honestly that feels like something house would do um or it's a new it's a I, new jersey, i would so love to see an episode right? where he's like okay Park. i won't do any more tests but do you want to go to coney island as friends <laughs> this weekend <laughs> yeah very house move um they, they, he like turns the table to 11 which you're not supposed to do but that makes it also why is that an option for what he's trying option? to do <laughs> yeah it's not supposed to go that high they made the knob which, go like, that is, which high. like works in spinal tap which you. is funny and good this is house md <laughs> he's a serious doctor <laughs> yeah <laughs> they just when they had the like rep from the medical uh equipment mm-hmm. like supplier come in he was like now of course you never want to turn right. the knob above this range that'll kill your patient instantly right so it's there not use yeah but that's how you close it. the deal you want them to have that yeah. power that way yeah, you yeah. know it's there yeah you want us you want to pay five thousand extra dollars we unlock the murder functionality <laughs> yeah, for an extra 25k you get to play um, god yeah that i'll close on that yeah uh, so he's feeling sick uh, because apparently they put him on this ride once and they're like, you need a mm-hmm. pacemaker, which I feel like, is that really the only way to confirm this? <laughs> well, because they or find what, maybe it's it just, like they yeah. use the, the, the twisty table, whatever, and then they find like a micro tumor or something, or is that later? Have I jumped ahead? Okay. That's no, end, that's yeah. later. This is, that's much later. This is, he has some kind of arrhythmia or some kind of heart. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Uh, issue where his heart's not um you know beating properly i mean that's a, it's a serious thing that's what happened to uh speaking of pennsylvania pennsylvania senate candidate john yeah. fetterman uh the the drill yeah. of senate <laughs> candidates uh who we all hope um will beat dr oz the uh real life drill again, of I speak as a as a pennsylvanian hate that the whole nation is looking at us <laughs> don't like that don't like i just i i don't like my state being perceived i definitely i have i get real futurama vibes off of just why does the larger senate candidate not yeah. simply devour the yeah. other senate candidate looking at Fetterman and oz um there was a great i forget who quote me it was there was a great one where dr oz had this weird video like they're calling out Fetterman. <laughs> That was filmed like kind of looking downwards mm-hmm. at Oz, and someone was like, "Did you film this from Fetterman's perspective?" <laughs> like, um, it is a very weird race. I feel like, I mean, not mm-hmm. to get too much into politics and stuff. I never <laughs> do that. Um, but it is a real weird situation where, by all likelihood, the Democrats are set up for like a midterm bloodbath, and then the Republicans manage to elect like just the most weaselly mm-hmm. off-putting dweebs to be yeah. their senate candidates so that there's something of a chance that the democrats might win some senate races but it is wild to just see a race between like all right so what if you nominated a guy who's could be a once in a lifetime political mm-hmm. star but he is being weekend at bernie around after a series mm-hmm. of health problems and the other guy is a really inauthentic mm-hmm. weirdo who was like a mainstream liberal Democrat five minutes ago. 
and you just pitted them against each other um, in yeah. the weirdest election. It's our state's ever. most Republican-looking liberal versus Oprah's second friend. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's exactly it. Um, do you remember when Oprah was going to run for president? I remember how excited too many people I'm it's related those... to were for that. <laughs> oh, really? Interesting. People. The weird thing about it is, I don't. I don't think that there is like celeb. I don't really want celebrity presidents. But also, I think that one thing people sort of miss with Trump, it's not just that he was a celebrity who ran for president. It's that he's like the celebrity with the absolute worst possible temperament right. to be president, where if you just pick like a random person off the street, they'd mm -hmm. be better. Like, I don't, I don't, I'm not like rooting for Mark Cuban. But like if Mark Cuban became president, I'd be like, I don't know, he'll do fucking medium job like any other random also, person i guess probably go ahead no i'd be like whatever he had that new pharmacy mm -hmm. he opened up that's kind of cool um i saw an interview because i was curious about this like just the other day i was looking up some of mark cuban's political positions and i looked up like this was from 2014 so he's probably you know liberalized on them somewhat just but like for abortion, he was like, abortion, I don't really like to talk about it. Don't make me talk about it. And I'm like, oh, he's going to be, like, somewhat restrictive. And he's like, look, I don't know. I just don't think it should be an issue that the government's involved in at all. It should just be between a woman and a doctor. I was like, oh, mm -hmm. okay. Well, I don't know if you have people who, like, get mad at you when you say that. But that's great. That's just, like, mm -hmm. pretty much the, you know, most liberal position. And then, weirdly enough, they also asked him about gay marriage. Um this was 2014. When was Obergefell? 2015? I think maybe like a year or two earlier. I do not know. Or was it earlier? Okay, his answer is weird if it's earlier because they asked him about gay marriage and he was just like, <laughs> don't care. It's like, okay. I mean, I, I think he meant it in like right. the positive way. Like it's tough to tell from text. I think he meant like, look, you know, that was like the old progressive view was like, who cares what people do as opposed to just like, I want right. people to be happy. I don't know. My my, my thought on any celebrity running um, problems is that is I don't want anyone who could feasibly like be a Dancing with the Stars guest or like on the Mass Singer. That's like they have to be way bad more news famous because for me to feel comfortable. Bad news because every politician Gets now on the seems singer. to be That's going to Dancing with the Stars or the Mass Singer afterwards. Um, it is hard. Like can, the things you hear, you're like. Like, if you want to send messages back to, mm -hmm. like, you know, 2011 time people and just be like, so what happened to the news today? Well, Ken Jong walked off the set of The Masked Singer after, mm -hmm. you know, uh, attempted coup instigator Rudy Giuliani was revealed as the identity of baby. Yeah. You're like, I'm sure there's oh, like an ancient okay. prophecy somewhere that, like, if you decode, we'll say the woman from Alaska will remove her mask and the Great Plague will come. <laughs> And no one else knew what to look for, I, but now we do. I remember that felt like a real, the moment, like, everyone mm -hmm. was locking down, and everyone was sharing the clip of Sarah Palin Baby singing, like, I think I like Baby Big Butts. Mm -hmm. Baby Got Back, yeah. And I was like, this is a real surreal moment. Um, you just, I don't think you could have this level of surreality pre-internet, no. where you could just have seven of the weirdest things at once delivered to you on a platter like what did people used to think what like you think about like oh what they thought surrealism was in like 1914 and it was like you know oh what if uh you what cut a, someone's eye open it's like, melt. It's not yeah. that surreal 
<laughs> yeah, what if clocks could melt, man? It's like, you think that's surreal? Salvador Dali would have fucking blown his own brains out if he saw Sarah Palin on The Masked Singer or whatever. Um, I don't know. How did Salvador Dali die? I don't remember. Apologies to his family <laughs> if that's what happened. I don't think it is. Um, cause then it's like, you were just, you would have done that. <laughs> Wait, if you saw that, um, yeah, that's like the person, Never mind. Yeah, <laughs> never mind. Just the person who's just like, man, if we were just Hemingway saw that, he would have freaking killed him. <laughs> it's a wall, it's like, you know. Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, or anything up. else, I guess. Um, yeah. Uh, see, seek help if you're feeling down. There's a new national number you can call. I don't remember what check it out is. Lo- Google it. Um, check out Logic. Google will tell it's you. Single. House of House. Yes, House of House wants you to know that uh, that's a permanent solution to a temporary <laughs> problem. Seek out help. Um, that's the House of House message. The more you know. Um, we love you, and we want all of our cuddy buddies to be uh, to hang around. There's so many more. Look, if nothing else, you have so many more House of House episodes to go. You have to stick around for that. Um, what about when we get to Dabala? We keep teasing it. You got to stick around for the Dabala episode. That's going to be wild. Um, you know, uh, gonna want, I'm putting the stake down now. I don't know if I should say. Eh, I won't say. It. We were talking about beforehand a special guest that I want to get for an episode like four seasons from now. Um, but uh, it is Hugh Laurie. <laughs> we are getting Hugh Laurie for. Uh, the he keeps episode. asking, and we're like, we're saving it. Yeah, yeah, we want to save you for a big <laughs> moment. Um, just gonna ask him about Avenue Five. <laughs> so, like, why'd you choose? Was it just, did, was it just your trust in Ianucci that you figured like it doesn't read on the page, but it's gonna work <laughs> on screen? Is that why? Uh, yeah. So the. Um, yeah, they say they, uh, they, they, she's like taking him. He's like, we see he's still super selfish. She's like, we have to take you downstairs. We're going to use a, a wheelchair. And he's like, nope, I'm giving my wheelchair to this old lady. And then he sees an even older lady. He's like, yeah, get out. I'm giving it to her. Just has to give it to the oldest lady around any given time. Um, so he's like, let's go down the stairs together. And then, uh, he collapses and falls mm-hmm. on top of Cameron. Cameron shouts out. We have a code. Liz points out correctly. I didn't even realize it. She's like, who is she talking to? Yeah, I think they didn't want to bother, like, paying someone and filming this. But I think we're assuming that there's just, like, someone on the other side of the stairwell door who can hear her. Yeah, it's a really weird. They should have just ADR'd someone going, (laughs) okay, got it. Yeah, it's funny I'll that be they back didn't in a second, just, like, Dr. Cameron. I feel like they could have given her, like, a pager or a walkie or anything mm-hmm. in that scene. But instead, I was like, oh, if you're a 90-pound doctor and Ron Livingston falls on you, then I guess you just die <laughs> unless there's anyone in hearing range. Yeah, you just die. But what a way to go. <laughs> um, yeah, the... Uh... Yeah, the it's it's sort of so so Foreman has to cover for House's patient dude clinic duty meanwhile because um they had a bet about whether the children would work. Yeah, which yeah, so yeah, so mm-hmm. he, he worked, so now yeah. he has to go cover and he has this lady who's like, I think I have a lump in my breast, mm-hmm. I think I have breast cancer and he's like, Okay, I'll feel it. I don't think this is breast cancer and she's like, I want a biopsy. They 
killed my sister. Um, and he's like, sure, fine. Like, I don't think that's necessary. I think it's in fact, he says to her, like, it is more dangerous risk management wise for you to have the biopsy, but fine. Do the biopsy. Yeah, was, um, the thing uh, yeah. I think this, this lady is super weird for like behaving like this in a free clinic. Mm. Like, I just don't think free clinics let you be a Karen. It's like, just fucking make an appointment if you want to act like this. Yeah. And like, y'all can speak better to this than I can. On other house episodes, is like every incidental patient treated like they're idiots and like always wrong? Okay. Overwhelmingly. Okay. Yeah, that tends to be the case. A lot of them are either also stupid like the, or perceived I, I think stupid. we busted by, like, um, the cat lady, who is, like... Yeah, yeah that, that lady was, yeah. like, I guess people in real life are extremely weird, so it's like, okay, I guess she's, like, like this episode and the rehearsal are the only shows that capture how weird real people are. Because I was just <laughs> like, you went to a doctor and then got mad that he prescribed you pills and steroids? Mm. Like, what did you think was going to happen? <laughs> I want you to tell me I was making it up. <laughs> um, the, I mean, the thing with that lady, because the whole thing with that plot is it turns out she now is upset and Cuddy is like, yeah, oh, the, the cancer woman. Yeah. yeah, the cancer woman. You have to apologize. Um, and he's like, ah, okay. And it ends up leading to the whole thing where House later um, is like repeating the line that Dr. Livingston says about which that's not his character mm -hmm. name but that's what we're calling him um his name's sebastian but uh he's like look people just see me as uh, a crippled person i would be selfish for me not to take advantage of that which is ironic because when dr livingston said that he actually meant it <laughs> and mm -hmm. house is just twisting it to not mean that um but he like goes and he like presses his cane on her foot while she's waiting i guess the entire day outside of cuddy's office yeah um she she got like detention <laughs> at the hospital uh yeah if we're getting into that final scene i think that is like that part is so funny to me because house's whole thing is he's like people treat me differently but then it's like no you like are apologizing and expressing that you care about her well-being so like that's why she's treating you differently. Yeah. Like, if you went yeah, around that's the thing. being nice to people and acting like you care about them, then, yeah, they would treat you differently. <laughs> yeah, he's, he genuinely sells it as though... She does not know he deliberately mm -hmm. put his cane on her foot. He apologizes as though it's his mistake. I guess I think the thing that he's trying to get on is that maybe he realized from context and we know as viewers that foreman was like maybe a little brisk but not actually right a jerk to her and he was pretty reasonable and she was acting poorly to him so i think house's point is supposed to be oh if i wasn't disabled if i didn't have the cane she would be acting like a jerk to me but in an episode in a series that normally tries to shoehorn weird written by white people, racial commentary. Yeah. They seem to entirely gloss over the fact that it doesn't come across as her being nicer to House because he has a cane. It comes across as her being nicer mm -hmm. to him because he's white and 
assuming the worst of Foreman's demeanor and communication yeah, because he's black. That's yeah. at least how it yeah, felt it's funny. Me. It's so funny that they do a whole plot about Foreman and House being perceived differently and cast the most Karen-looking woman imaginable. <laughs> like, yeah. she, like, immediately one second in looks like she's ready to call the cops and be like, ah, someone's posing as a doctor. Um, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, and then the message is like, oh, yeah, House is different because he's disabled. And you're like, oh, that's what this was? Yeah, um, but he does he does do a good a good fool him up. I for a second when he first does the apology, I was like, it is very convenient because he's like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. I'm so sorry, and she's like, no no, it's fine, okay, goodbye, and he winks at Cuddy, and she's like, good, he apologized for real, and then I my initial thought was going to be like, then she's going to keep sitting there and she's going to be like, what's the matter? You just saw Doctor House, and she's gonna be like, no, Doctor House is a black doctor who is rude to me, and then yeah, the whole thing they avoid. It's- but thankfully, she just stands up and goes. Yeah, it's such a fun scene, yeah. but then it does feel like very unsatisfying that she's like, "Oh, since like since a disabled man was nice to me, I, I can guess just I'm, leave. I'm good, like that's yeah. all I really wanted." <laughs> yeah, you know what? I've been sitting here for five <laughs> hours. I'm just gonna bounce. Um, oh, I guess she says my foot really hurts. Which, sure, I don't know. If I was her. In that situation, with her demeanor, I feel like I'd be, like, even angrier. I'd be like, this doctor was rude to me, and now a person who I can't even be mad at (laughs) hurt my foot. Yeah, it's weird. She doesn't take that anger out more on uh, on Foreman instead. Yeah. Um, They've also got... so. Oh, and when Foreman first comes in, he seems to violate HIPAA strongly by saying... All right, patient, first name, last name. So you have explosive <laughs> diarrhea. Yeah, that would have been so good if she was just like, whoa, mm-hmm. my brother-in-law is... <laughs> yeah. My brother-in-law, sorry, did you say, uh, wait, that's my husband. And you said he has sexually transmitted <laughs> diarrhea. This is awkward. Um, they they have a... At one point, Wilson and House are talking, uh, having one of their chats in the... Um, in the cafeteria and house pulls a fast one by covering i guess they have hospital t-bone steak <laughs> in the house that salad. he covers with salad and it's like just the salad so good. um i wouldn't try that steak is probably terrible. oh yeah I, the steak is probably terrible but like as a logistics move brilliant brilliant yes oh yeah, yeah. But, like the running gag of house loving free food is just so good because i do think that is like a universal thing of like oh, yeah. all right i'm gonna take my job for as much free food as i can mm-hmm. like yes i know i'm a yeah. doctor and i get like a million dollars a year but listen give me the free food yeah um they have so the the whole thing then is that the guy is like so yeah we got to that point where he's like, oh, so I do have TB because Cameron, without against House's wishes, did the test where TB shows up. And he's like, um, you know what? This medicine's expensive. I refuse to take it. I'm going to make a stand. Yeah. Oh, and it's like the, he, uh, House finds out that Cameron did the test and that he has TB and gets mad at her. Which I, and I think that scene kind of has House's like dumbest moment because I like the uh, uh, I like the idea they had with this episode of like, uh, House doesn't want him to know he has TB because then he'll think that's the end of the story mm-hmm. and uh, they won't look into it more. But like when Cameron is like, 
yeah, but until we treat the TB, we won't be able to tell which symptoms are which. And like, House is surprised by that. I was like, House, come on. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, but he's like, you know, I bet I could do more good by like dying in front of the cameras than by going and helping the people. And I'm like, I don't think that's um, true. I think the company would be like, oh, we're uh, going to make this week Dr. Livingston month. <laughs> And then that's right, one month in a week, yeah. And then it's, not it, do anything differently. Whereas he, it's a very high be, stakes Nathan yeah. for you situation. <laughs> like he has a plan. It doesn't yeah. seem yeah. to make sense, but it could be the like plan. A, maybe. Yeah, I think that's the... yeah the plan. Refuse life saving medication. <laughs> uh, this that seems to me, I think, is definitely the best one in the episode. Mm -hmm. So Cameron goes to him, and he looks at the pills and then like starts thinking about it and talking about it and i feel like um that's really the heart of the episode yeah. when uh it's just like with all the things he's seen it is like incomprehensible to him to just like take this medicine um and yeah. i think like the press conference is like a very spur of the moment thing of like his brain like just working through it but just like the initial moment of just being like no, I can't take these, I think is like really powerful. And I feel like they almost, this is like the rare episode where they made the guest character like too interesting. Mm -hmm. Cause I think like that dilemma yeah. of him being like, no, like how could I take right. these? I've watched so many people die is like so interesting. And then House like doesn't really have an interesting way to respond yeah. other than being like, sometimes charitable people, people are hypocrites. <laughs> like... I mean, the way House sort of responds that he's kind of like uh it's fortunate for house that it turns out that his main issue mm -hmm, is not yeah. tb because if it was because if he had been doing that whole thing because he uh because house is really upset about it it's getting a lot of media attention they get uh a call to the office and the caller id says news <laughs> yes, which i so don't <laughs> think that's how that would work but sure is this just the secretary at the front desk of newsweek is calling to try and set this up not like a reporter mm -hmm. who works for newsweek okay like it's just like seth um, newsweek house... it reminds me of those memes that are like success is calling opportunity <laughs> is calling yeah um newsweek i think has completely gone down the drain uh, <laughs> a lot of these have where they've just become like you know uh a mix between the most yeah. sensationalist headlines they can and like uh 50 characters we'd love to see yeah, in phase four of avengers it's just like oh, wow the venerable yeah the venerable uh magazine of record weighing in on uh who could take thanos's place as the main uh villain um yeah they have uh so house they I, I will say houses I think so I wrote in my notes that houses ethics around sense of ethics around refusal of treatment is mm -hmm. very interesting or inconsistent. <laughs> um I do think you can sort of chart at least to this point that house is okay with people opting to die when they can't be cured but is not okay with them refusing treatment when the treatment exists. Mm -hmm. And it is interesting because I don't think he, he sort of has this like, and I say this not, not in the abortion sense because he's clearly is okay with abortion 
mostly. Like, literally, like, in, you know, there are instances where he uh, encourages someone to get an abortion because they're at risk. There's instances where he, uh, you know, gets an abortion for, for like, an underage uh, person and then, like, tells their parents, like, mm-hmm. doesn't tell their parents what it was. Um, but he's sort of pro-life just in the sense of not wanting to uh in the sense of like holding up continuation of life as Mm -hmm. a value in and of itself where like and you know even in the instances where that breaks from his character like in the flashback when he's like i don't want you to take my leg i want you to do this other treatment where like it's riskier but i won't lose my leg his wife is like, if this was any other patient, you would badger them into mm-hmm. going through amputation because they do kind of hit on this thing where he just sees life as something that should be mm-hmm. continued unless someone's, you know, is going to die anyway. And then he doesn't necessarily seem to mind the idea that someone might want to shorten that time if it's mm-hmm. going to be a lot of suffering but he seems to become very angry, which is interesting because he generally doesn't care about stuff. He's very removed, but they do have him pretty consistently get angry at people refusing treatment that would extend their life, um, assuming it doesn't mm-hmm. mean a huge, you know, drop in quality for their life. So that is an interesting thing that he comes in and he's like furious at him and saying like, you know, you're going to save more. Like, he's trying to use arguments right. to convince him. He's not just trying to, like, lash out at him. He's like, you would save more people by doing this. This isn't helping anyone. And then he also tries to, uh, you know, um, like, parent ripping up their kids' stuff him, sort of. Of like, oh, if you're so clever, you don't need to do your homework. Yes, you don't need to do your Game Boy either. <laughs> Where he like turns up the temperature, which it turns out this was, I guess, him mm-hmm. trying to provoke a reaction. Uh, symptomatic response. Yeah, um, and he's like flushing stuff down the toilet and like, oh, if you like being in Africa, then you don't get to like have modern medicine at all or whatever. Um, and he, so he, because he calls a press conference, which is live, which is a little weird. I'm imagining the person who's like, oh man, can't wait to like watch the new episode of simpson oh it was preempted by a live interview with dr livingston about what Mm -hmm. is who is this guy is this are they still going to show it or are they going to put it off till next week because this is the one where art meets tony hawk and i i saw the commercials for it and i really want to see that one um that's i actually sorry i'm a little curious how far off i am from when that would be airing um this was 2005 Bart meets Tony Hawk, Barting over. Oh, 2003. They were they're replaying the one where Bart meets Tony Hawk, <laughs> and I wanted to see that. Um, but yeah, House does manage to provoke this reaction. Wilson and Foreman, they like are still watching the TV of House on it, and they're like, "That's good television," <laughs> which is a little sitcommy for this guy dying on live TV. <laughs> um, but kind of, but fun. Um, I like when Foreman relaxes. I like when you see Foreman kind of, like, mm-hmm. chill out a little. 
Um, because he's probably the best doctor out of them altogether. I mean, he's like really big against homeless people, and I mean, I've but otherwise, I've only seen I one episode, he's... and so far the traits uh, that I've yeah. noticed are uh, horny, rich, and blunt. So I think, given those three <laughs> traits, like blunt doctor is probably better than rich doctor or horny doctor. De- I mean, the last one, depending this on your circumstances. Sadly. <laughs> I think this is sadly Cameron's only horny episode, even though oh. she does date two other doctors on the show. I don't know why. <laughs> What's her motivation? <laughs> I... Blunt Doctor uh, is also my favorite uh, Snoop Dogg <laughs> character. He shows up in uh, commercials for, uh, I'm sure there's some weed mm-hmm. delivery service now we went to boston and every trash can in boston has this new weed delivery service there like mm-hmm. ads for a new weed delivery service it is very interesting new york i don't know exactly what the state of play in la and are you still, yeah, in, still pennsylvania, in pennsylvania or you just said you grew I'm up in there? philadelphia yeah I, but oh okay so just mm-hmm. not legal there um legal in new york uh and massachusetts and california I don't know what's like in California and Chicago. In Chicago, they were opening up a bunch of dispensaries. New York legalized it, but it seems like it's like, I don't know if it's how the permitting works or what it is, but there's like almost nowhere. There is a, I think like the only one I've seen was in like Times Square, Mm -hmm. which feels like very odd because I don't think about the kind of tourists who like wander around Times Square as being like, we want to see Beauty and the Beast on Broadway. And yeah, no one goes to New York because it's like one of the great weed cities of America. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they uh, they have... Yeah, well, you can stop by Bubba Blunt's <laughs> Shrimp Company. Uh, that would be a great name for a Times Square weed shop. Um, so, yeah, he has... Uh, a disease and he's like what i have a disease that's not tb well i guess you can treat me for it even though whatever disease he does have you probably also don't treat for free mm-hmm. in africa um but he t- to be somewhat fair it's another instance where house is like look you are you just gonna use all medicine because we're not sending any free medicine there we haven't ended capitalism for other medicines and it's just tb medicine and he says, well, TB's my disease. And House is like, oh, I missed the IPO. When's the one for smallpox or whatever? Um, but you sort of get yeah, it. Yeah, that part's it's sort interesting of like... because it's like that's the very moral discussion that House was trying to do earlier. Right. Where he was, uh, where he's like, you do not sleep. Like Ron Livingston is now like, no, of course I can't end all diseases. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it sort of is a more interesting one where it's like because it is this acknowledgement i think which is nice because i was talking about this earlier that like it's always good when people are willing to acknowledge i always have so much more respect for people who are willing to acknowledge that they like everyone else are inherently Mm -hmm. irrational and that like the justifications we make are just an attempt to provide logical consistency to the ways we feel about things and I think it's only by acknowledging that all of your inherent feelings about things 
are not based off rationality. They're based off impulse that you can then try and interrogate them and maybe come to a logical conclusion that contradicts your um, priors as opposed to the Ben Shapiro approach of just labeling all Mm -hmm. of your priors as logical, coherent thought, Um, which no offense to I'm not trying to like uh, 2000s Reddit (laughs) atheist anyone here, but it's always wild to me when you've got religious people trying to hold a mantle of like rationality and it's like i don't know man i'm not saying look it's fine to be religious and you know it's good especially if it helps people but as i said Mm -hmm. everyone's irrational and if you are specifically like i don't know it's it's just like uh just the like i said the whole oh see there's reggie the whole bench pure thing of just like now oh, look it's not uh my feelings that gay people are bad it's a fact because i only think in facts so hence <laughs> and qed therefore um the yeah so he wants to get them to he finds out that they have house successfully blackmails another patient as he does because he says that if he doesn't let them treat the tb He'll go to the media and explain that he mm-hmm. didn't die of TB. Um, which, again, if I was this guy, I feel like I'd be like, well, we know we don't. Tr-. I guess, I mean, that's the thing is he thinks this is an achievable lift, right? If I die of TB and I say I demand that you donate the 100,000 free TB pills, maybe that's a lift. Whereas if he dies of mm-hmm. a disease that he also wouldn't get treated for in Africa and just said, I demand you end for-profit medicine and save everyone in Africa, that's, they'd all be like, okay, well, that's very nice, but no. Um, So, Liz thought it was leptospirosis, but it turns out that it's uh, something else. It's a tiny tumor uh, in his pancreas. Um, House uses a weird example where he's like, how do you know God exists or the wind (laughs) exists? It's like, well, you don't believe in God, so... Love, I fucking love that he threw God in there and like the team has just like learned to ignore that at this point and mm-hmm. Foreman just responds to the leaves thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't quite understand because then they like pump him full of calcium or something which causes his pancreas to shut down which shows that he has a tumor. But I, I thought the whole problem was finding it. So does that... I don't think that helps them know where it is. Right? Isn't it super tiny as pancreas and Cameron's like, you can't just hack around his pancreas searching for it. And House is like, well, I can prove it exists. And he does. And then they don't show you them removing it. I, I guess think, this... I'm going to guess the idea is that like it wouldn't be worth doing surgery unless they were sure mm-hmm. he has the tumor. All right. That's a fair point. And then I guess they can do exploratory surgery and they find it. Um, they, of course, another point on the board for there are no other doctors in this hospital because um, that sounds like it's a TV trope or something, because they are all just doing this pancreas calcium test, um, which it's bad. It zooms in. It makes a bunch of Mega Man pellets in your oh, blood. Yeah. I you love, don't want Mega I love Man me pellets in your blood. CGI. This is that. This is the good stuff. This <laughs> oh, is yeah. that. This is that Lost season five submarine. This is you know, anything yeah. in twenty four. Oh, mwah. yeah, yeah. Uh, the hap- the event. Mm-hmm. Um, people, there was a real genre of weird thing happens with people on plane. I wonder 
what national event affected psyche our so societal psyche such yeah that people uh that there are multiple mystery shows about uh like manifest the event lost i would about love people to think planes. that that is because of national events but i think it is actually development execs being so stupid that they're like lost was successful yeah. and then like literally seeing another plane and being like "Ooh, mm -hmm. this is giving me lost vibes they had a um yeah, a guy who has only seen Lost. Yeah, exactly. Oh, Jack, you look like you were going to uh, say I would just think that someone watched, like, yeah. a late episode of that show and th and was, like, flash forward? And then that got to be a show. Like, that is how much cachet you could get from an executive if you were aware yeah, of forward. the fact that Lost existed and that it was weird. <laughs> yeah, flash forward. I watched flash forward. That was one... That was pre-Leftovers, but sort of had a similar kind of like, how would people yeah, feel? Yeah, if, if weird stuff happened and John Cho's here. I remember, yeah. <laughs> yeah, what if weird stuff happened? What if John Cho's? John Cho, as they point out in the recent We Hate Movies about uh, American Pie, oh. MILF Guy no, 1. he's MILF Guy number 2. He's MILF Guy number 1 <laughs> in oh, our Oh, sorry, MILF Guy yeah, number yeah. 2. not in the credits. Yeah, MILF I Guy number 2. I always wonder when they like bring them back for stuff like American Reunion, I'm always like, did they get paid the same? That'd be so weird, right? <laughs> It's like it seems unfair for John Cho to get paid more than Milf Guy Number One, but like he also should because he's yeah. John Cho. I like don't know the ethics of this. <laughs> By the way, I looked. I was. I found this out recently. Guess what? I was gonna have this originally be a billions uh, talk thing, but there wasn't enough there. Guess what year? The most recent American Pie straight to DVD. Sequel came out in. Last year. <laughs> yeah, see, this is why I can't do this. With you, yeah, I should have hopped in. Uh, like, oh, I don't know, 2012. Uh, mm -hmm. Oh, you idiot! It's obviously much more recent, or else why I, would I, I didn't ask? see that yeah, one, but American I heard it had zero girl. nudity in it. Yeah, it's apparently the first one with zero nudity. It's called American Pie Girls Rules, which mm. I don't know if they were like, oh, look. If we're making an American Pie and we're doing, you know, one centered around the girls, it would simply be uncouth for us to get the main characters naked because it's not as though the main characters get naked, which, I mean, they do. Like, you see Jason Biggs, but um, they, like, okay, fine. Then you should have, like, I don't know, there's a couple <laughs> random dicks out or something, right? Like, that should be what that is. Um, I All I know is I looked at the description, and it seems like they were trying to do, like, the all female reboot where it's like each of the people corresponds to like there's like one who's like the captain mm -hmm. of the lacrosse team just like the yeah. main there's uh, i heard there's guy. a girl who is a stiffler but they like never like they don't explain it she's never like oh my cousin steve she's just like some stiffler right. somewhere yeah that's a there's a sketch it's like a 10 minute long sketch that meat state meat stick which was a sketch group that was like uh sean o'connor robert dean and others did that's like three in a row uh, jokes about like American Pie straight to DVD movies and they have someone like being Eugene Levy in each of them they have someone getting in weird sexual situations they have a character who introduces himself like the first time he's like you know yeah I'm I'm Stifler's third cousin's <laughs> friends you can call me Stifler and then uh, they ha each, in each one they have a party a generic party scene playing like you know on fire with passion and love and he's only no anyway so 
one of the characters apparently when it's listing like you know annie i don't remember the name but it's like annie is a member of the lacrosse team who wants to lose her virginity before prom uh, they make you know sarah to lose their virginity to the perfect guy which i hate that's just like a weird weird form of double standard to be like in the girl version the pledge is to to have sex with their soulmate so shut the up perfect guy for yeah. each of them or like or... Yeah. oh okay yeah. I think well, I think what I jumped to is a lot more interesting. Yeah, you think? Well, that's what that. Hey, well, good news for you because I think they all. I think the thing of the movie is they all okay. get a crush on the okay. same new guy at school. Um, it'd be funny if then they all walked down that guy fucking a pie, and they were all like, I don't know. But one of them was like, and also he's like this one time at band camp, mm -hmm. I stuck a flute up my ass. It'd be great if they just had the whole thing. Just in, or yeah. I stuck my dick in a flu. I guess you would know, be the more. This one time if a band Jerry camp, Seinfeld can tell, you, tell the same jokes the more for like 17 years or however long. I just think of the number 17 with Seinfeld. But he tells jokes for like a long period of time. If he can do it, why can't the American Pie Riders? You know, if it works, it works. Yeah. Why mess with success? Uh, the weirdest thing. I know we don't even know. It was weird when Jerry Seinfeld was like, you know, oh, uh, he can't say anything anymore. And it's like, <laughs> I watched your most recent night show set and you were like it wasn't bad it was funny but it was about how like the weird intricacies of going yeah. to the brunch table <laughs> and like oh and the broccoli and you always get to the end and you're like ah, i should have waited like it was fine but it's wild that he's like uh these sjw my buffet humor my, uh my buffet not <laughs> my buffet humor they can't handle my buffet humor they are upset they don't want to acknowledge that you load up on uh vegetables and then you before you reach the prime rib carving table and you realize you made a mistake they don't want to acknowledge it but it doesn't make it go away um it is because the yeah but the apparently one of the people was um is like trying to film their perverted principal uh handcuffed while she spanks him to like blackmail him and i'm like what a why are the other ones like one-to-one -one with like <laughs> oh she's nerdy but she wants to lose her virginity she's been dating her boyfriend but they haven't gone all the way uh he's uh, she's you know like trying to blackmail the principal sexually it's like what <laughs> i mean it's good that didn't happen in the first american pie i also i highly recommend the we hate movies episode about american pie i haven't watched him forever but i'd forgotten stuff they point out that like apparently the main guy who's dating tara reed is apoplectically upset because she only gives him blowjobs and they like haven't had sex yet and that he's saying like jason biggs like man you know how much it sucks when you're like just getting blowjobs and like not having sex or whatever just like the they just have very good jokes about the hypothetical 17 year old high schooler who's just mm -hmm. so over blowjobs it's just like um it's uh i forgot that natasha leone is in it also it's my favorite movie not natasha <laughs> it's leone. my favorite movie so i remember most of the stuff in it pretty yeah. well personally yeah. um anyway weird uh for house cheese god's example mega man pellets oh so yeah, they make the Mega Man pellets um, go in his blood, and that's bad. But then they inject the green mm -hmm. stuff. We know that's good. Because it's green. 
So the green stuff gets rid of them. It's the oh. green stuff is good because it's green. And yeah. go. Yeah, it's like a healing item. Yeah. They just go uh, push 50 cc's of high <laughs> potion. Um, wasn't the whole issue as... Yeah, I guess whatever. Cameron has her death fetish. That lady seems racist. Um, this is the first... I think this is the only other character who's ex who experienced sexual attraction was John Cho. <laughs> but even then, it was like a little... Because he was... Um, uh, he was like a BDSM guy. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's, that's pretty much the episode that he yeah. leaves. House um, has a great line where he's like, Jack, yeah. I feel like we like, uh, skipped through a lot of stuff. Did you have more on that whole, the whole second oh, half? Oh, sorry. Episode? We talked about it. No, we, we talked about American yeah, Pie. Yeah, got the gist. Rules. Uh, I, I was, I did, if there's one thing I remember from the second half is that I spent the whole time waiting for Unlivesting to be like. We're not so different after all, you and I. Like that, it definitely felt like it was leading <laughs> to like that blatant a exposure of like I was your foil the whole time. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Uh, House just like doesn't care for him. I I really like how in season two they're hitting their stride of like House just like sort of being Homelander and just like <laughs> seeing uh seeing these patients who are great people and being like. You're not special. I'm special. Yeah. He does have. Um, I do like his line where he says, uh, "Well, now I get credit for all mm -hmm. the yes. he saved." Which, which honestly is better than all the other stuff he's said so far. And I wonder if it's because he was kind of floundering and couldn't really settle on a good argument for why this guy isn't better than him. And then he kind of does because he's. It's consistent with it that it's like, well. As long as I'm devoting my time to saving the mm -hmm. people who save tons of lives, then that's a more productive way for me to use my time, which is kind of like a, you know, a, a little stinker. Uh, but also like good a, point. a good point, but also like you can tell that he does kind of believe like he's it's not just a joke to him. Like it's maybe like 40 percent a joke, but it's yeah. absolutely 60 percent like, oh, that's on my win tally. Like you were talking earlier about how. Yeah. House like will be okay with someone who, like, is gonna die, they've tried everything, they're accepting death, but not people who, like, you know, are doing, would do this, would, like, refuse the medicine. And it does feel feel very much like a sportsmanship thing. Like, it's like, oh, well, if you yeah, tried your I best and... Yeah, go ahead. Oh, no. Oh, no. Just, you if you tried your best and lost, then you lost. No harm, you did a good job out there, have some orange slices. Yeah. But if you went out and you didn't give it your all, he's going to be the angriest father at Little League that night. Yeah. Yeah, I think they're pretty explicit about, like, he doesn't... It's not that he cares whether people live or die, but he's like, I want to solve the right. puzzle. Like, I want to get to the end, not break my yeah. wordle streak, and <laughs> you're preventing me from doing that. Yeah. Do you, uh, do we have anything else about this episode? Um, I think. I know we have the yeah, shipping report. Yeah, I think I'm good on this episode. Yeah, I, that's all I had. Um, yeah, I can do a shipping report. So I, uh, uh, already mentioned this because it is such a big part of the episode, but it's just so fun seeing Cameron actually <laughs> horny for someone. And it's just like, they kind of try to have, like, they try to have Chase be like, Oh, but you could never be with him because he's not house. And it's like, look, I saw what I saw. You can't 
put the toothpaste back in the bottle in this. She, yeah. I wish, I wish they brought him back in like, spoilers for Jack, sorry. I, I know you You're haven't fine. watched the show, but like, they should bring him back after Cameron and Chase are married and have Cameron be like, you know what I'd be into? A three-way with Ron Livingston. <laughs> but only like, when he's what dead. What if you were just watching from the closet while I have sex with Ron Livingston? <laughs> and then if Chase tries to object, she's like, oh, I'm sorry. Would you rather we brought in a uh, eight-year-old girl? And he's like, never mind, never mind. Whatever you want. Whatever you want. Um, and then I just also... For context, you haven't listened to it yet. Um, I just also noted that in season two, the, the show is really finding itself and... Uh, becoming the show we know and love because it just like ends on a like house and Wilson significant stare for like no reason. They're just like, <laughs> well, a lot has happened. Time to stare into each other's eyes. This was I, I as someone who uh, again just sort of really diving into house for the first time in a significant matter. I, I was disappointed that I did not get a uh, Wilson heavy episode. I was hoping because that's like the thing I know about the show as someone who's just kind of absorbed it through osmosis. Yeah, an unfortunate thing about it, I think, like, why people watch it over and over again is, like, there's not, like, good, you know, three episodes you can watch to get your House Wilson fix. You just have to be like, okay, over the course of eight <laughs> seasons, I'm going to get to see right. one full half hour of them Just being little involved. crumbs, and after I get to the end, the crumbs make a whole slice. Um, yeah, so, uh, I guess we should do plugs. Oh, no, rating. Yes. First, we should rate the episode. On a scale of one to five Vicodins. Um, I like this one. I'm going to give this, I'm going to give it a four. This might be my highest rating I've given one yet. I like this yeah, one. Yeah, I wouldn't quite put it in the elite, but I also think it's very, very good. Mm -hmm. Uh, the guest character is so good. Um, so I'm going to give it three and a half. Uh, as someone who, again, does not have at all a barometer for both the highs or lows of House, I do feel like I have to give it a three. Uh, but also just because I felt like I uh, enjoyed myself, I was very pleasantly surprised with like how much the the yeah the guest character was kind of pushing it back against the the show's central character in a way that didn't feel like the show just being like this is the smartest man on earth, House MD, and he's never wrong about anything, and this guy's a fucking idiot right. uh i appreciated that it, it, it was a little more complex than that uh but uh who knows maybe it'll go even higher so i don't want to rate it too high so I'll, I'll i'll happily give it a three um cool and then uh all we got left is plugs uh is this my fart so I, got Jack, you on I uh eventually yeah. uh, come back to me maybe in a year or yeah, two maybe. uh i'll have uh a play up somewhere uh but for the time being uh nice yeah my socials uh, yeah, you for can, a website uh, people should look, look out for, for me for uh jack dash o'keefe.com uh and on uh, any social pretty much any social media i am jack oak leaf like the tree mm -hmm. oak leaf jack oak leaf okay cool uh, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Lenny Burnham, and you can look up my other podcast, Chapter Surfing, where I talk about uh, TV shows that are based on boats. Cool. And uh, Andrew Taven at Andrew Taven on Twitter, andrewtaven.com for shows I'm doing. Um, 
a run of that's okay and a qed coming up uh sound snacks coming out in the coming months i know i keep saying that but it is coming at some point in the coming months so i'll keep talking about it that's a ske- audio sketch show i've room with casey turgeson so listen for that um cool yeah, yeah thank, thank you all for having me very much and uh from all of us here at the house of house have yourself a very pleasant evening